Broadcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world. You're listening to the Ignite EdTech Podcast with Craig Kemp, created by an educator for educators and streaming to the world. Now, over to your host, Craig Kemp. Hello and welcome to episode 92 of the Ignite EdTech Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Kemp, and I'm honored to have you join us. As most of you know, I continue to work with the incredibly talented Mark Quinn to improve the final audio quality of this podcast. He has his own podcast production studio that provides editing and mastering services to content creators. To connect with Mark, please see the details in the podcast notes below. Last week, I asked you about the technology you use to stay organized. Thank you for your ideas and thoughts. This week, I wanted to ask you about your thoughts and confidence level on Web 3.0 and the metaverse. What do you know and what do you want to know? I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out with your ideas via Ignite EdTech social streams. I look forward to hearing your responses soon. A tool that has positively impacted the authentic and purposeful use of technology into classrooms and meeting rooms that I have worked in is IORAD. IORAD is a tool that is relatively new to me, but something that's blown my mind. A tool that I wish I knew about sooner. IORAD is a tutorial creation tool that helps users create guides with screenshots and voiceovers. IORAD is a tool that allows you to create step-by-step tutorials while you go over the process yourself. With IORAD, you can record both video and audio along with your screen. With IORAD, schools can get up to 80% off school-wide licenses and individual teacher licenses are heavily discounted too at about $10 a month. Educator licenses include all pro features, including access to advanced features like unlimited audio text-to-speech, video and document exports, learner analytics, and much more. I highly recommend that you take a look at the link in the description below, iorad.com. Last week, we talked about my top eight free edtech tools. If you're interested in learning more, go back and listen to last week's episode. This week, I wanted to talk about Web 3.0 and give you a brief overview of what this means when you hear it being thrown around. Web 3.0 is also known as the third generation internet, and is the next evolution of the World Wide Web. It provides a data-driven semantic web employing a machine-based understanding of data, with the objective of developing a more intelligent and connected web experience for users. The web of today is static, and unable to adjust to the individual needs of each person experiencing it. Web 3.0 promises to be more dynamic and interactive. By implementing artificial intelligence or AI and blockchain technology, it will redefine the web experience with structural changes to ensure democratization across all aspects of the internet. In Web 3.0, data is stored securely and distributed across many devices, removing the need for centralized servers. Such a design also reduces the risks of massive data leaks because data is no longer centrally stored, making it more resilient to compromise. The result is real-world human connection. Users retain control over their data and content, and they can sell or trade their data without losing ownership, risking privacy, or relying on others. In this business model, users can log into a website without having their internet identity tracked. Key to the innovation in Web 3.0 is the digitization of assets via tokenization. Tokenization converts assets and rights into a digital representation or token on a blockchain network. 
cryptocurrencies and fungible tokens are forms of digital currency that can be easily exchanged across networks, driving a new business model that democratizes finance and commerce. NFTs, or non-fungible tokens, are units of data that represents unique assets, such as avatars, digital art, or trading cards, that can be owned by users and monetized for their own gain. These are the basics of Web 3.0. What this means for education is yet to be clearly defined, but what we will see is an escalation in the need for professional learning, constant upskilling, and times, resources, and access that will change and adapt faster than ever before. I'd love to hear from you to learn more about your understanding and your questions about Web 3.0. Please reach out with your ideas and thoughts. Every week, I bring you a short interview with some of my edu heroes, an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day, with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with Cheryl Doig. Let's have a listen to the chat. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Cheryl Doig. Cheryl and I have been connected for many years, and it's a pleasure to be connected with such a talented and inspirational fellow Kiwi. Cheryl is a leadership futurist based in New Zealand and works with educators and organizations all over the world. Cheryl sees exponential technologies as an opportunity to amplify human characteristics. She loves challenging organizations to think differently in order to adapt to a rapidly changing and complex world. Her strengths lie in adaptive leadership, design thinking, exponential change, and complexity. Cheryl, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration? I certainly am. Let's go for it. Awesome. Let's go. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do? Sure. Well, I have my own business called Think Beyond. I work as a leadership futurist, as as you mentioned, Craig. I work by myself and in networks. And so although I work in the gig economy, I connect uh, with other projects and other people to do all sorts of different work. I'm a futurist. I work in, in strategic foresight, futures thinking, futures literacy, and really the messier the change the more I love it. I think there's enough uh, people doing the linear work in, in the world, and that's um, not me. I'm passionate about doing this work. It, it inspire. well, what inspires me, I guess, is the fact that a lot of people want to bring about change and be more transformational, but they often don't know where to start, and they often have their heads down in today's world, and it's just nice to have someone that can do some of that work and bring ideas to you, help you make sense of them. Excellent. Yeah. And the work that you do is so warm, I think. I I don't know a better way of describing it. It it makes people feel like they own the the scenario, you know, that technology isn't scary uh, and that the future is something that we can control and manage and and co-create as well. And as the founder of Think Beyond, you've been inspirational for many organizations and educators uh, all over the world. Tell us a little bit about the work that you do now and how it's changed since COVID. Yeah, sure. Um, The work that I do now is purely in the future space, uh, which is still pretty broad because it's about, uh, as I said, leading in the complex uh, change space. 
So I'm, I have some government projects with Ministry of Education looking at transforming Christchurch education and also helping schools that are going through new builds. So that, that's, that's part of a collaborative team that I'm part of. I don't do all that work by myself, luckily. But uh, I, I also work with teams of, of people who are interested in developing their futures foresight skills. They just want to know a little bit more about it. And so uh, I've been doing more of that work in a in the COVID world and the post-COVID world, hopefully one day, in growing uh, communities of practice that are building skills and futures foresight, uh, and are from multiple different backgrounds. So I've got a cohort of ten I'm working with at the moment, and there's a vet, and there's a physicist, and there's a a, a young person, and a university lecturer, and, and just really diverse um, mixes of people. So that's a bit of a change since. COVID um, hit and um, a mix of face-to-face and online but of course like most people more of my work is online now than it used to be. Yeah absolutely and you talk a lot Cheryl about challenging organizations to think differently in order to adapt to a rapidly changing and complex world. What does this look like for schools now? What's your best advice right now for educators to start this change process? I think really understanding who you are and what drives you as a leader is a pretty key part. And I think um, for me, this this is about really challenging your own assumptions and understanding your own your own blind spots, I guess, because that's pretty critical to make change. We talk about moving to assumptions rather than predictions in the future space. The key advice is be prepared to explore all sorts of possibilities rather than get locked into a linear pathway and thinking that's the way forward. So a lot of my work that I do in, the, in schools is with helping them to scan the environment. That for me is the, uh, the, the key thing as an educator. Look at what's happening around you, not just in the world of education, because that's where some of the most interesting things that will impact on education are happening look to the fringes yeah and i i agree and some of the the things that you're talking about there are you know some things that i only really realized and learned about when i stepped outside of that silo that is a school as well and i think that you know we're seeing teachers now thinking more broadly and leaders about the needs outside of that silo that is a school and traditional education and you know, I was listening to some of the the work by Professor Yong Zhao and and thinking about the you know the change that is needed in our schools, and that's what excites me about the work that you're doing, and in particular making that change at a sort of like an MOE level with schools on the ground trying to shift and change that. I get excited that this stuff is happening now, and in particular, I wish that I had the opportunity to do it when I was in a school too. One of the things that has sparked my interest is your course, Cheryl, on EduSpark. It's called Futures-Led Leadership. Tell us a little bit about this and why educators should engage in learning here. Yeah, sure. For me, Futures-Led Leadership is about um, moving beyond status quo. So it's not for the faint-hearted and it's not for those that don't uh, want change or don't see the need. It's an accelerator, I guess, to increase the number of tools, the capabilities that you have, but also to challenge your mindsets about what is happening in the world. So 
you know, typically we'd be looking at introducing just a small number of tools that can help you make sense of uh, your current situation. I'm just thinking of, of one of the, the tools in that, that module that's called the Futures Triangle. And, and you look at the weights of the past, the pushes of, of the present and the uh, pulls of the future. And that's just a typical tool that would be used in that scenario to really look at all of the complexities of your here and now and the things that you still need to consider. It's not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, but it is also finding the things that you do desperately need to change, but offering a pathway and some tools that will help you get to that non-linear place. That's something that I see now is critically important to make that change happen. And if we've ever had a better time to change, it's now. <laughs> you know, as I think about what's happening in the world, it's the perfect opportunity for people to stand up and make that change. Cheryl, let's jump into some quick fire questions. The first thing that comes to your head and maybe a brief why. What is your hashtag one word for 2022? Trust. Because all of the scanning that I've been doing recently focuses on disinformation and disengagement, a, a really turbulent world. And the thing that is needed is trust. And that only comes through people having conversations with each other. And all of the latest um, research from, from Edelman, the, the, uh, the Global Trust Index, etc., talks about how important this is, but also how the people that we will trust most are those that are connected with us most closely in terms of our jobs, etc. So not so much experts or professors or um, people that um, once would have been looked up to, but just connecting with the people that are around you and using those as a really important part of the change process. Thinking about now some tools, what's your favourite EdTech book or resource? Well, I'm a futurist, so it's always got to be some sort of a futury sort of tool or, or resource. And I have a favourite futurist called Amy Webb. She is highly connected to technology. And as you, you know, I, um, I love technology and I track some of the trends in that area. She's got a book called The Signals Are Talking, Why Today's Fringe is Tomorrow's Mainstream. And what I love about it is that technology is one of the, th the key things that drives here as well. But the, the, the book provides a whole lot of strategies for um, making sense of the signals. So it's, it's got some practical tools, but it's also got some real challenges in terms of some of the things that are called trends and um, what we, we should be looking at. So, uh, for example, there's a chapter on um, greetings, robot, robot overlords. So I, I just love that as a, a really good book to dip into and to, to challenge people who think that they've got to have some, you know, some, some technology tools that are really trendy and so on, instead of really down to earth signals and trying to make sense of things in a practical way. So I love, I love that book and I love her work. Awesome. And we'll make sure the link to that uh, is in the podcast notes below as well. And when you think about a tool that you use regularly, what's a, your go-to tool that the listeners need to engage with? The one that I'm using most in my everyday uh, is Miro. It's you know, a digital whiteboard, Miro and Mural. I'm using both of those in different places, but I really like um, Miro 
because it means that I can use Zoom in ways that are much more interactive. And when you can only do face, uh, only do online uh, learning, it's got to be done interactive. Otherwise, you're going to put people to sleep or um, disengage them. So I, I use that tool with my futures groups to develop working boards for them to have online conversations and then be working in teams and actively being able to see what's happening and to create, to put links in, to to put images, to do a whole lot of different things that, yeah, make it still a really cool uh, environment to be in. Yeah, I think those additional engagement tools are critical. Uh, and I love the call out for Mary and Mural, and we'll link to those as well. Cheryl, what's one daily habit or practice that helps you enjoy, progress and succeed in your career? I don't know that this is a daily habit that I'd encourage people to <laughs> to follow <laughs> but uh, my daily habit is to never sit still to always be exploring something new usually online that's a quirky idea or something to connect with and so for me um, LinkedIn is my place that I often find those or the people that I follow that's that's my daily habit it's a it's a scanning Thing that I do to you know just just explore what's out there in the world and and that's what I found most useful. I've got a huge network of people, especially in the future space. And when I get up in the morning, uh, a lot of those people are on the other side of the world and they've been busy while I've been uh, sleeping. And so uh, there's all this new wash of things that are just the latest ideas. And so that ability to scan for me uses tools like Hootsuite to try and suck in just the things that I want to explore and not get too deep into the the mire of all of the social media yeah it's a definitely a challenge sometimes when you're as connected as you are as well that it's uh, it's tricky to sometimes find the things that you really want to see rather than the millions of things that are being thrown in your direction as well cheryl thank you so much for sharing everything today what's the best way for listeners to follow up and connect with you well, there's two ways. One is to just find me on LinkedIn. That's my uh, go-to uh, space where I accept connections. Uh, and, of course, my website is www.thinkbeyond.co.nz, and that's where uh, you'll find a bit more about me. There's a contact page. There's a blog, and that's where you'll also be able to link to some of my other new uh, quirky ideas that I'm trying out, such as Futures Auntie Meets the Metaverse. But you'd have to go onto my blog to read uh, what I'm doing in the Metaverse space. Awesome. We definitely will. The links will be in the podcast notes below. Cheryl, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much. It was great to talk to you as always. Next week, join me for episode 93 of the Ignite EdTech podcast when I'm joined by the inspirational Julie Stern. Want to win a prize? Enter now at bit.ly slash edtechwin and we'll regularly announce winners of incredible prizes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and share the podcast with your PLN and colleagues. Please remember to spend a few minutes to rate this podcast too on your podcast channel of choice so we can reach even more educators and edtech enthusiasts globally. Remember, you have the chance to win as well. Check out the links in the description for more, and I'll see you again next week. If you liked today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. 
and be in the drawing to win prizes every week. If you know others that would enjoy the show, please hit that share button and brighten their day. Join us again next week for your weekly EdTech hit with at Mr. Kemp NZ. We'll see you again soon.